In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. Jack, how are you? I'm great. It's good to be in the Paul Brown studio. I think, is this only our second podcast here? I think we filmed a Bills pre-season one. It's the only other one we've recorded here. It's an absolute joke. Basically, listeners, Jack's in one room and I'm in my bedroom and we're doing a podcast. So how weird is that? Do you want to describe why we're doing that and why we sound so amazing today? So today we have got the new white vibrator mics all plugged in and all working. And this is our first show where we're both using the new mics. And apparently there's a rumour of a special occasion of why you treated us. And thank you very much, Paul. Yeah, we, it's not thanking me, it's thanking the listeners. We've hit uh, 50,000 downloads now. So um, I thought it's only fair to uh, upgrade the mic. So going forward, we'll have a better sound for our listeners. No, it's been amazing. And uh, we were just shy of a thousand downloads in one day last week. So guys, let's keep pushing it up. We've hit 50,000. The next challenge has got to be to smash a thousand in one day. And, uh, Thank you to all those people that have subscribed. And if you haven't subscribed yet, just go and hit that button now. Just get it done. Doesn't mean you have to listen to every show every single day, but it just means, hey, they're there. And then if you feel like you can't squeeze that 20 minutes in one day, just don't, we're, we're not going to cry just because you deleted one day and didn't listen. Just listen to the ones you want, but make that difference to us and just hit that subscribe button. And for myself, retweets are so powerful because when you retweet, we get new listeners. So, uh, yeah, if you keep retweeting, you're doing me a massive favour. And that's all I ask. Uh, no adverts, no subscriptions, no money requests, just retweets from Paul. Awesome. Top work. And uh, apparently they can follow you on Instagram as well. Yeah, I'm doing a big piece at the moment as well on uh, trying to get as many uh, Instagram followers as well because there's new listeners out on Instagram. So, yeah, why not? Let's uh, try and expand. I'm always looking for them global Browns fans around the world. And the way to do it is social media and hunt these people down. Okay, so let's jump into the news because that's what we're here to give you. The first bit of news has been floating around since straight off the end of the season. Uh, Gerald McCoy, defensive tackle for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, basically turned around to a reporter and said, I think this is going to be my last season in Tampa. There's then been rumours that he's going to could be released. Um, and there's been lots of hype of, will Gerald McCoy be joining the Browns? Um, obviously, we've got a need at three tech. So um, I'll hit you with the numbers, Paul. He's got no guaranteed money left. So they could just flat out release him or they could um, look to trade him. I think a trade is going to be more likely, but once you've sort of admitted you're going to consider releasing someone, you're probably not getting anywhere over a fifth. Um, so here's his numbers. 
2019, 13 million, 12.5 million in 2020, and 2021 it's 12.9 million. So uh, expensive at sort of 8.6%, 8.3, and then that cap hasn't been set for the year after, but will probably be, uh, sorry, 6.8 and 6.3. But um, we can afford that. What's your views on trading for him? Because I don't think he's going to get released. Jack, did you have a drink last night? You're saying that you're willing to spend some of your cap money, Jack. Are you feeling okay? So the main reason I'm willing to spend some cap money is we can go and say trade. For me, I'm, I'm only offering a sixth or a seventh. Um, I don't feel like giving up a fifth for him. Um, and the reason for that is I just think there's so many different options that you can add there on the line. You can add a um, Trey Flowers, who I think is much more gifted as a D-end than Gerald McCoy is at a uh, three-tech. Um, but no, the advantage is if you trade for him and then you get to the end of the preseason and it doesn't work out or you get to the end of this season and you get something better, you can dump him um, because there is no guaranteed money left in that deal. It means it's really cheap to just walk away whenever you want. Um, so I like the idea of giving up a sixth or a seventh. For me, they're dead picks anyway. I don't expect players drafted in the sixth or seventh round to make the roster. So why not pick him up for a sixth or a seventh and then move him on? So you're saying do like a Tyrod Taylor style deal, go in for a trade and guarantee get him? Yeah. Um, I don't think he makes it all the way to free agency. I think a team's willing to take a punt on that. Um, it might be a case of you um, trade for him and then he understands he's near the end of his deal and wants to restructure, bring the price down, but get some guaranteed money in that. But uh, for me, I'd offer up a sixth. Um, I think that should probably be enough. And then you might even get to the case of it doesn't work out in training camp and he can go find another team but I think that'd be frowned upon when you look talking to players and agents in future so you keep him for one year and then you decide after one year whether he's uh, worth his uh, money Do you think uh, any connection with some of our coaches he'll come? Um, he'll probably know Todd Munkin but not that closely because he was on the offence but I don't think it needs that much of friends with coaches and other stuff at the end of the day Players want to come to the Browns, maybe not so much next season, but for the next two years after that, because we're in our Super Bowl window. If you get a rookie quarterback that's playing above average level, you are always in a Super Bowl window. So players want to win rings. Where better, where's a better place to go and win rings than come into Cleveland? Yeah, before the show, you were saying uh, Kareem Hunt as well, weren't you? Yeah, I think Kareem Hunt is a player that I wouldn't, one with the Browns, but obviously he's got history of Dorsey. Dorsey drafted him. Um, Dorsey loves the bad boy. He's got no, in, no problem um, picking up players that have had domestic violence issues and things like that. So when Hunt's looking to go again, it wouldn't surprise me if we make an offer for him um, to see if he'll sign. Um, he's obviously going to look as well and go, actually, I could uh, get a starting job somewhere. But as a running back, if, if you can go into a set with, say, Duke Johnson um, Chubb and then Hunt they're all going to get touches but they're going to have a much longer career so that might be something he considers um, I don't want the move from off field issues on field I'd love to add him um, to the team but um, let's see it's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on they reckon now by the end of before free agency they're going to announce what his suspension is you can argue that he's already done five games of it so it might only be suspended for the first game of the season I can't see it happening, mate. Um, we've got Chubb. Chubb needs game time. 
I don't think I know he's going to be super cheap, but I just don't think we're going to um, waste resources on him. Uh, well, if you if you're only needing say a million, then uh, it's not you're not spending much money. Yeah, I, I get the point. If Chubb gets injured, you've got a great um, replacement. Obviously, one of the best replacements. But no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not feeling it, Jack. I'm afraid to say. No worries. So here's some interesting stats that came out from Warren Sharp recently. So he looked at how Freddie Kitchens changed Cleveland from the Haley offense to the um, Freddie Kitchens offense. So 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers. Haley ran that 79% of the time. And that um, from that, we got 6.3 yards um, Yards per average, so um, the, sorry, yards per attempt, and then Kitchens ran it sixty-eight percent of the time, which is a massive eleven percent of the drop, but got eight point six yards per attempt. And the interesting thing to note with them two differences was we were getting sacked nine percent of the time when Haley used eleven personnel. When Kitchens used it, it dropped to two point seven percent. Wow. Um, Twelve personnel, which is one running back, two tight ends. Um, was basically the same, 13% for Haley, 14% for Kitchens. Um, but the di- here's the difference with it. Haley got 4.3 yards per attempt and Kitchens got 9.6. So over double, which is a massive change. And Haley, we were getting sacked 14% of the time when he did it, zero with Kitchens. Um, 13 personnel, which is one running back and three tight ends, was 5% used by Haley, 7% by Kitchens. Um, Haley was 6.7 yards per attempt. And Kitchens got a massive 11.7 yards per attempt. And I think the big reason he did for that was he went long straight over the top to sort of sucker him in that it was going to be a run play. Um, Haley, 14% sacks on that, 0% Kitchens. And the only other usage he's recorded is one running back, zero tight ends, which Kitchens used 7% of the time for 68 yards per average and 0% sacks. So it's just some interesting numbers because I've spoke a lot about how we might only cut to five um, wide receivers. From seeing that, I'm not sure. But obviously, if you're going to consider using, say, Duke Johnson and maybe a tight end as a slot receiver, you could get away with five wide receivers. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see a whole year with a roster constructed sort of what Kitchens wants, how that changes. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's exciting times. Uh, I'm really interested to see um, how our team's going to uh, evolve, change the um, yeah the changes that are going to happen, the micro changes because we've got new coaches. This is really exciting for me, and uh, we could have stayed with the same coaching, which is something I wanted last year, and I fully understand why we've gone for the big change. Um, but yeah, I'm really really excited about these uh, micro changes that are going to be happening all the way through off season. No, it's, it's exciting times and uh, literally anything could happen and uh, I love that. All right, great. And uh, Jack, what else has been going on this week? So Daniel Jeremiah dropped his first mock draft, which is very exciting. And at num- pick number 17, he had us taking Washington State offensive tackle Andre Dillard. Um which he has rated as the top offensive tackle or top left tackle prospect in the draft. Um, so it, it could be an interesting pick there. I've also gone with my uh, a tackle this week for my uh, draft pick of the week. I've gone with Mississippi's uh, tackle, 
Greg Little. Interesting. So let's just jump through, uh, based on what we had last week, um, despite him having him as his favourite offensive tackle, he's got a few offensive tackles going earlier than that, um, Daniel Jeremiah. But Jeffrey Simmons goes off the board at number seven, which means my pick Ooh. probably might not happen, but it's all going to depend for him on how he does in them sit-down interviews and if teams are concerned about off-field. Um, he's got a couple of tackles going before that. Uh, before we pick in Joan Taylor to the Bills, um, the Bengals taking Cody Ford. I told you I'm not going to be surprised if the early picks for the Bengals are all tackles and O-line. Um, but where has he got? I'm not sure if he's even got Little on the board. Um, oh. No, no, Greg Little in the first round. Um, but so you're Chris, basically just destroying my pick, mate. You're saying no, like I, I think picks. it's a very realistic pick. It's just. Uh, at this stage, it's very, very early to look at it in the draft stage. Christian Wilkins, that you predicted last year, he said is a top 10 talent, but could see slip into 25 with the Eagles. So very, very realistic with your pick there. If we flip over to what PFF Steve did, um, he's got Christian Wilkins, 17th pick to the Cleveland Browns. So it looks like you've got a listener. Yeah, it sounds like the PFF are following me this year and just taking all my hot takes. So, yeah, uh, thanks a lot, PFF, for all your uh, support, listening. But go away and do your own research, guys. That's all I ask. <laughs> but uh, Jeffrey Simmons going number nine there. So, uh, no, it's very interesting. It's all up and down, lots of different views um, early on because it's more what how they rate players rather than uh, um, how they've sort of heard from teams, how they're ranked. So, uh no, it's going to be really interesting over the next month how it sort of uh, breaks down. I'm still going for <coughs> defensive end first, then hopefully a uh, cornerback, linebacker, and then a DT. That's my four at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to vary a lot off um, free agency. Um, if we do sign up Greg Robinson, I think it might be something they steer away from, but it depends. If they sign, say... Say they go with what I want, Trey Flowers, um, in sort of um, free agency. Then if they trade for Gerald McCoy, I'm probably thinking they might go left tackle. So it's going to be interesting. There's lots of different options. And if if we can sort of get every position filled in free agency of the big ones and get all our starters, then anything can happen outside of linebacker because you deal with them in round three and five. But um, it, it'll be interesting going into the draft with sort of no real big needs. Yeah, but is this um, Trey Flowers, is he going to be like the talk, every team's thinking they're going to get him and like, remember Nate Solder last year, um, he was like the uh, tackle of last off-season and he went for big, big money. Is this a repeat for Trey Flowers? Um, It's going to be interesting to see how the market moves based on the draft because we're talking about 13 to sort of 13, I think someone was saying this week on PFF, 13 D linemen could go in the first round. And when you have that much talent, it can impact um, what players get in free agency because teams are going, well, if we're going to get our starting D end in the draft on a really cheap contract, why are we going to pay Trey Flowers 15, 17 million a year? So that can bring that price down to a lower end. But it's going to be interesting to see. And if you increase them... uh, 
guarantee slightly that can move it as well. But Trey Flowers hasn't been a like superstar since he hit the league. He's had a really good year this year, but there's been steady improvement throughout. Mm. All right. And um, what guests have we got coming on this week, Jack? Well, we've got three M's booked in. So, uh, do, do, I have to guess, do I have to guess now who they are? Well, considering you booked some of them, it'd look bad if you're trying to guess them. Okay. <laughs> do you want to announce the first one? You've got him. Big name. Yeah, we've got Mark Sessler coming on. That's awesome. We've got Matthew Lawless, and then we've got big friend, um, and it will depend what mood he's in when we record because he's a massive Pats fan and does a Locked on Patriots. We've got Mark Schofield coming back to chat quarterbacks. Excellent. So we're going to be looking at, obviously, I don't want to ruin the show, but Mayfield's obviously, um, we've got him locked in, but we're, we're going to probably pick up another quarterback potentially at some stage in this offseason. I would love to um, draft a quarterback on day three. I think there's probably going to be some good names out there and just sort of see if you can have that developmental prospect. But let's not go too much in depth now because, uh, hey, we've got a whole show to discuss that. And is the intro song going to be Africa? Um, I don't know because uh, YouTube uh, took out a copyright warning on us last time we used Toto. So uh, we might have to uh, change it. Really? (laughs) Honestly? It it was um, YouTube Slovakia or something took offence. Really? Where where do you see that, Jack? I haven't seen that. You were the one that sent it to me. Oh, right. Whoops. Um, (laughs) I think think we go for a crazy... um, Eastern European instrumental mix then, maybe. Yeah, may, may, maybe we find it, uh, the Weezer cover or something. The Weezer cover, excellent. And, um, okay, great. And uh, I've got um, a history uh, show this week uh, with another 80-plus uh, listener. Uh, I'm doing a huge piece on uh, Germany at the moment. I must admit I'm a day late. Uh, this hangover is killing me, so I need to do a bit more work on uh, Germany. Um, but... Mate, Australia last week, uh, their numbers have uh, nearly half doubled on their Facebook group, which is amazing. And they even had a golf day uh, last yesterday. They had a golf day. So they met up in Australia, Browns fans, and all played golf together. So that's awesome news. Great stuff, buddy. Yeah, good, good. Um, I'm obviously doing the 60 seconds. So I did a bit of Australia, do a bit of Germany. Obviously, I'm trying do as much of the British back as I possibly can. I've got about two weeks worth of fans all lined up, uh, ready to record shows. I've got Dan coming on next week. Uh, but anyway, I won't say too much. Keep some things a surprises, Jack, yeah? No worries. Well, great stuff. Thank you very much for the new mic. I'm looking forward to it. We've got some great guests coming up in the next couple of weeks. Some absolute massive people from the draft community have agreed. So uh, I'm stoked. Let's go. It's exciting times. Before we go, Jack, um, we're recording this now and it's going to go live straight away. Who do you think is going to uh, win tonight? Um, I'm going with the Saints. I think they comfortably beat the Rams. And then I'm going to go Chiefs, but I'm less confident on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Chiefs, Saints. And who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, mate? I said start the season. I'm sticking with them. I'm going Saints. Okay, great. And mate, if I'm correct, you've got a, you're doing a podcast tonight at 3.30 UK time. Yep, 
we've got a cracking guest on and you, you won't hear him until next week but when you get big guests like that agreed to come on you've just got to do it um i remember i think it was 4am that i recorded evan silver um when you get these massive names hey no sleep you've got to you've got to do it for the fans are you basically doing it at that time because you know that i won't come on the podcast no i can show you the email um he said that's the time i've got straight after the uh Chiefs Patriots game and I was like yeah let's do that and uh, so let's go um, mate I just realised something what I haven't plugged my new mic in <laughs> I'm doing this on the laptop without my mic how stupid am I <laughs> oh great so if Jack sounds really good in this podcast and I sound bad that's uh, that's good uh, otherwise the mic will all waste of time Anyway, riding into the danger zone, let's do this. <laughs>